Hi, it's Molly. I just wanted to take a moment to say thank you. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode of the Excel Books Podcast. I believe you're in for a treat. So without further ado, let's get right into the episode. Hey, hey, welcome back to the Excel Books Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate each and every one of you. Um, I just want you to know that you matter. You absolutely matter. Um, I'm going to jump right into the episode. I'm going to be brief today. Um, And I want to give you kind of a premise for the title of today's episode. Today's episode is about living at all costs. Living at all costs. And why did I pick this message? Well, because something tragic happened to me. Uh, About a week ago, I was in a major car accident. Yeah. And I don't mean like a little fender bender. Um, It was very traumatic. I was in my car leaving from church. or We had just left church, actually, with my whole family, my two kids and my husband. And we were at a complete stop waiting for the light to turn green. It was the middle of the day, two o'clock in the afternoon. Perfect day for just, you know, a peaceful drive. We weren't even five minutes from our home when a drunk driver came 50 miles an hour and slammed into the back of our car. Didn't even attempt to hit their brakes. The impact was so strong that the seat that I was in completely flattened backwards. My leg flew up in the air, landed on the dashboard, and the impact crunched my ankle as the car got pushed into two other cars. In fact, it got pushed in so hard that the whole front of the car was totaled. It looked like someone had just driven into the side of the front of our car. My family is okay, but we're all hurt. Um, My son has back pains and sternum pains. His knees were hurt because my seat collapsed on him. My youngest has a, a lingering headache. I have a slight little concussion myself. Um, my hubby had some neck and back pain, um, and we were so sandwiched between these cars that I couldn't even get out of my side. The paramedics could not get to me. They literally would have to haul both cars away to get me out. So I had no choice but to literally crawl out through the driver's side. I could have waited, but I didn't want to stay in that spot for them to pull the cars out. I was traumatized. Now, why is this so significant aside from the fact that um, I got hit? (laughs) Um, One, it was a four car pileup, so I was not the only victim. Two other um, vehicles and their families were uh, impacted by this drunk driver at two o'clock in the afternoon on a Sunday. That was one part. The other part is that 
this was not the first time that I have been in an accident where someone hit me. Um, around six years ago, I was in, uh, actually it's almost to the month. Huh, how about that? Around six years ago, I was hit by a driver who was drinking as well, but it was a head on collision and the impact was so strong that it had totaled my SUV and I lost my kneecap as a result because my leg was extended on the gas pedal or the brake pedal or whatever when I hit, when they hit me and it just crunched in and took my knee. My kids were with me at that time as well. And I remember it took me two, almost three months to fully recover. So when I got hit this time, I had so many thoughts going through my head and I'm being transparent with you because I, I think there's other people out there that have been through things like this and I'm hoping to encourage you. The biggest thing I was concerned about at the time was, Lord, please don't take my other kneecap. I just didn't want to lose another knee. I said, please don't let me lose my kneecap. Please don't let my family be hurt. Let us live. Let my family live, please. Um, I didn't care about me. My first thought was the kids. And then I thought, Lord, please don't take my kneecap. Um, when you've been through a major ordeal, a major accident, major traumatic event, it's very easy to recall that event when something similar happens again. You could almost call it PTSD. And my first thought was, are my kids okay? Are they alive? Are they all right? And we were in a small car. So if you were trying to picture this, we were in a small little car. I was in a, a Chevy Malibu, really loved my car. I had just washed it. Um, I just cleaned my car. It was beautiful. And I was going to trade that car in to get a bigger car because I just didn't like us being smushed in that tiny little car. And I didn't even get a chance to trade it in because someone hit me before that happened. Um, the incident awakened some trauma in me. And I didn't realize how much until after it was over. Um, I was extremely lightheaded, but the one thing I was clear of when I looked at my husband is I said, I don't want to get in a car again. I don't want to leave home anymore. I'm tired of leaving home. Every time I leave home, something happens. Can we just stay home? And it wasn't just a, oh, I'm just being emotional statement. It was I really no longer feel comfortable going out in public because there's no safe time. Every time that I've been hit, it's been in broad daylight in the middle of the day. Not a, not an evening, not a, not after coming to a party, not traveling, you know, major highways or anything. I'm talking common streets, you know, minutes from home is when these major things would happen. And in the midst of the, you know, once the paramedics came and they're looking at me and they're like, I think you might want to consider going to the ER. You look like you need some care. So I went to the ER, 
uh, got checked out. And my hubby, who I have to commend him, he's so strong. He immediately, you know, used what I call that, um, you know, that head of the household strength. He's like, I got this. And the strength rose up in him. And he said, I'm going to take care of the kids. They're fine. You go in the pair, um, go in the ambulance and I will come get you. So I went to the ambulance. I got checked out. Uh, no bones were broken. Praise the Lord. Um, other than just being sore, banged up and kind of like a light concussion, um, all as well. And at the time, you know, a day had passed and I was sore and I'm sitting in the room just trying to think, how do I recover? Like I could barely move. And we ran into a slight dilemma, or I won't even say a dilemma, a challenge. Prior to the accident, we had already booked a daycation. What's a daycation? It's when you can't afford to go for several days, but you go for one day and you make that day count. Um, you know, budget was tight. We just couldn't afford to do several days. So I had booked a daycation at probably what I would call one of the nicest hotels I could ever afford. Uh, something that would be like a dream any other time. And I thought, man, I really hate that we're not going to be able to go. But my husband said something that really inspired me for the message today. He said, let's go anyway. And I remember looking at him, I'm like, are you sure? Because this is going to require a two hour drive from our home. That means getting right back in a car days after we got hit by one. Are you sure? I said, you know, we, we, we could have died. And his response was so profound to me. He said, yeah, but we lived. Let's go live. Now, I'll be honest with you. At first, when I heard that, I really wasn't trying to receive it. I'm thinking, I don't know about this. Um, I kept questioning him every other day for like two days. I'm like, I don't know if I want to do this. You know, so I'm hurting. He's like, well, if you don't want to go, you don't want to go. And what I thought was really beautiful was he wasn't upset that I didn't want to go per se. I have the most loving, thoughtful husband I could ever ask for. And if I told him that I wanted to never leave the house again, he would help me in every way he could. I think it was more the fact that he could see that I was letting fear grip me. I was letting trauma win and to really buckle down, I was letting the enemy win. I was letting the enemy win by saying, well, you got me. Now I'm afraid. Now I won't even try. Now I don't even want to leave the house. But he was like, I'm going to live because we lived. What better time than to go enjoy ourselves than right now? Isn't this the perfect time to need a vacation after we've been through so much? So it took me about two days thinking about it. And I was like, okay, God, I don't know how this is going to work. I'm sore. Um, I don't know how the kids are going to feel. And something, I noticed some things. Like God gave me little hints and signs that things were okay. The first way he did it was through my kids. 
my kids, who this was now their second major car accident, the last time they avoided the brunt of it because I took all the, the hit. This time they were right there. Like it hit the trunk, completely smashed it in. Like not even a little, like there's, there's no saving that trunk. Um, and they were in the back seats. I thought as a mother that my kids would be traumatized, that they wouldn't want to get in a car again, that they wouldn't want to, at least not for several days. But two days later, it was Tuesday, which is normally when I take them to their youth ministry group. And the kids looked at me and said, aren't we going to kids church today? And I said, well, we can, but are you sure you really want to go? I mean, they said, well, yeah, it's Tuesday. I want to go to church. I don't know if I want to go on Sunday right now because of what happened, but I want to go to church. And this was so profound to me because my kids did not let trauma that happened keep them from moving. They didn't look at it and say, oh my gosh, I'm going to cower away and I don't ever want to do anything. No, they took life and said, okay, life happened, but we lived. Let's keep going. That was the first way that God was like, okay, live at all cost. Take note from your kids. They're not letting the enemy steal their joy. They're not letting the enemy steal um, their opportunities from them. In fact, they're like, okay, we're still alive, God. We hurt. It's going to take a minute, but we can do this. And they went. And they went and enjoyed themselves and came back. And they let us know, hey, I don't know if I want to go anywhere this Sunday. I'm like, no problem. They're like, can we go with Grandma? Yes, you can. Um, that was a beautiful sign of strength. My husband, I completely commend him. We were, we're blessed enough that we had a second car. Um, we had bought an electric car um, a couple months back. So we had a way to get around. Um, while we were figuring out, you know, how to get a rental and all these things. And my husband never missed a beat. He had the opportunity to work from home. He didn't have to go into the building. But he truly believed that, okay, we lived, let's go. And I mean, on it. He was like, all right, well, I'm getting up and going to work. I'm like, really? He was like, yeah, like the first day he stayed home to make sure we were okay. After that, he's like, all right, off to work I go. And he wasn't stressed. He wasn't complaining. He wasn't fearful. At that point, I had to start considering. I said, okay, my husband's being strong. He, he doesn't have to go in office. He has the ability to work from home. He has everything he needs right here at home. But he's braving it. My kids are braving it. Um... I said, and I'm recovering and I have the ability to work from home. So, you know what? Let's try it. Let's live. I'm, I'm afraid. I have concerns. I have some trauma, but I'm going to try it. And so, you know, I finally looked at my husband and said, okay, let's go. Let's, let's go do our vacation. And we had so much favor beyond words. And I, and I want to say this for those of you that have been through things and you're thinking, I don't know how it can get better. I don't know what else to do. Okay. So I'm going to say what happened for us. 
I didn't know how we were going to get to this vacation. We didn't have a car that would drive that far. Our electric car definitely wasn't going to drive this far. And it worked out to where, you know, because I have insurance and the person that hit me had insurance and all that said, no problem, let's get you a rental. And I'm thinking, you know, do something modest, like give me a minivan or something. And I'm like, well, we didn't have a minivan, but we got this wonderful, amazing SUV. I'm like, really? They're like, yeah, no upgrade charge, just here you go. I'm like, oh, well, thank you. Um, You know, so we ended up with a big, beautiful SUV with all the bells and whistles and plenty of room and space and you know, smart features and all of this. And I was like, wow, thank you, Lord. Just big car. Don't have to worry about any of those things. All the things I wanted in the car I was going to trade up to get. And God was like, here, this is your rental now until everything's resolved. Then I thought, okay, God, well, let's get to the hotel and try to figure out, you know, how are we going to eat dinner? We'll just, we'll see what we can afford. And so much favor came. Number one, my church helped me. And if you've ever been through an accident or something, make sure you reach out to your church. I'm learning how to reach out to church. I'm learning how to ask church for support when I go through these kind of things. It's just something you don't really think about. It's not like you wake up one day and say, oh, if anything happens, I'm going to call, you know, the church and ask them for this. I didn't know. Um, But we were so blessed. I mentioned, said, hey, we were in an accident. Just pray for us. And next thing you know, they said, hey, we're going to provide dinner for you. I'm like, oh, praise God. Um, And the kind of dinner that I I needed, not just, you know, anything, but the fact that I can't have gluten. They're like, we'll get you a gluten-free meal. I'm like, oh, praise God. So just like that, dinner was taken care of. Then one of the people in my church group uh, said, I'm personally bringing you dinner. And they brought enough to feed us for like two days. So we had enough food to feed our family and have some to take on the trip. I said, well, thank you, Lord. We get to save money on dinner. Glory to God. Um, And then even more blessings happened when I got here. So, and I want to tell you what it was like on the ride down there because, you know, I'm not going to tell you where we're at, but the ride that we had to take was about two hours um, and it did take us out of state. Um, But it was on a beach and I wanted to go see the ocean. I hadn't seen it in almost six years. And I said, I miss the ocean. So we're driving down here and I had all kinds of trauma. I'm freaking out over the, every time the car would stop suddenly, anytime, um, you know, anytime anything happened, I was like, oh my gosh, what do I do? What do I do? And, you know, my hubby is at peace. He's like, it's okay. I got this. You know, we're all right. You're not going to get hurt, you know, and, you know, he's doing everything he can to assure me, but I had some trauma, you know, just being transparent and, but we finally got it here. We made it, we got into the hotel and I'm standing here, uh, waiting, uh, to get checked in and God had already started blessing my body before this. And I'll tell you why this matters in a moment, but I checked in got my hotel stuff and then I get called over by a concierge and I didn't know what they wanted. I thought they were trying to sell me stuff. Total opposite. They were trying to give me stuff. 
They're like, hey, we love that you're here. We love that you're a member here. Um, we want to give you some stuff. How about I buy one free one, uh, get one free dinner? How about um, free points for your um, your account so you can stay for free next time? How about um, free um, entertainment here? Let's get you some free movies. Unlimited. As long as you return them by the time you check out. How about some free, um, you know, just all kinds of freebies. Just free, 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 free. Um, I felt like the commercial. Free for free. Free, 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 free. And... All these things were just laid at our feet. We didn't ask for it. We didn't seek it. We were just like, God, I thank you that we're even able to make it here. You know, it's a little pricey stand, but, you know, thank you, Jesus. And they're like, oh, no, we got you. Here, go play golf for free. Here, go get a uh, free dinner. Here, go get free movies. Here, go get free this. Um, here, let's put you in one of the nicest suites we have. We're going to give you the king bed suite. We're going to put you right in the ocean view. You're going to get a whole a whole apartment pretty much you're having the full kitchen i'm talking the fully tall loaded fridge and the oven and the you know the dining section like everything like it's like a house washer dryer i was like oh my gosh this is like a you know it's like a timeshare thank you lord and everything was laid at our feet we ended up getting out of this like five to six times more than what it cost to be here for one day we walked in for one night and we're leaving with like six or seven nights. You know, we walked in barely able to figure out dinner, leaving with free dinners and free uh, breakfasts and discounts on everything and just more stuff. Like we walked out with more and the way we got it was not because we just knew the right people. It wasn't because we had some grand hotel status you know we're not diamond platinum members or anything we're just working people like everybody else the way we got it was by following the holy spirit and living at all cost that's how we chose to live and god chose to bless us as a result and so i want to encourage you if you're listening today and you have not figured out how to live after trauma. Let me give you a few Molly tips. Number one, have mercy on yourself. If you need more time, give yourself more time. Allow yourself to embrace the emotions that you feel. It's okay to feel whatever you feel. I was scared the whole time driving down here and who knows, I may feel that way on the way back home, but I give myself mercy and permission to be myself and have the feeling that I have. Um, another thing you can do is be honest with others. Allow them to serve you. Allow them to help you. The one thing that allowed me to live at all costs this week was allowing people to sow into our lives and give us things and and, and give us food and, and, and whatever else. If I curled up in a shell and didn't allow people to serve, I probably would have ended up just hurt and, and struggling. Um, also, believe God for healing. And don't limit God in how he does it or the timing in how he does it. 
one of the most uh, great things about this experience that is that I got to see how God blessed us or blessed me physically. At the time of impact, my ankle was just incredibly injured. I could barely hobble on it. I could barely move my thumbs. My head was just hurting so bad. Um, my neck was st- like I just couldn't move. And I said, God, well, if we're going to go on this vacation, I need to be well enough to walk without walking boots. I, I just don't want to walk with a walking boot. I need to be able to not feel pain everywhere. I may be stiff, you know, I may have a moment or something, but I I want to be as close to functional as possible. And that's a lot to ask in five days, but my God can do anything. And I'm telling you, I went from being in a walking boot and unable to uh, really, unable to really get by anywhere to by the day that we got to the trip, I was able to walk in regular shoes. I was able to move my head and my neck around without pain. I was able to uh, move my hands without pain. Like everything that was like majorly swollen days ago. God supernaturally took care of it by the time I got here. So don't underestimate the power of God's healing and the speed of his healing. Uh, sometimes logic can get in the way of you living because you're so focused on calculating it and trying to think of how it's going to work that you get to the the situation where you need to live and you limit God from your own understanding. Uh, don't let logic be a hindrance. You don't need to be against logic. I am a very big fan of logic. I'm an analytical thinker. But I also don't let that analytics uh, supersede the power of God. So I want to encourage you. If you have not done something for yourself to live, go do it. You deserve it. Sometimes you have to step out on faith and do something for yourself, even though you don't see how you're going to afford it. You don't have to have all the answers. I certainly didn't have the answers on how we were going to afford any of this, but God knew. He knew what we needed. He knew how to handle it. So believe that you're worth it. Go do something for you. Do it, you know, like I said, if you can't do a vacation like us, do a daycation. Pay for one day. You can't do a daycation, okay, do a staycation. You know, um, and I think, you know, I've talked about that in previous episodes, but, you know, turn your, your home into an oasis. Get an inflatable palm tree if you need to. Stick it in the living room, you know. Um, you know, get an inflatable pool and sit in it. Even if you have to sit it in the living room, whatever you got to do. All things are possible if you believe. All right, that is all I have for you guys. I'm still recovering, so I'm going to go back and rest. And uh, thank you again for tuning in. And until next time, be safe, be prosperous, be blessed. We love you. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Excel Books Podcast with Molly. You can find more helpful resources and services at xclbooks.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, please send us a message at xelbooks.com or email xelbooks at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Join us again next time for more tips on work, family, and life.